Thank you for joining us. Here at BLC, our purpose is helping people discover and develop a life in Christ. Now here is Pastor Gary Tony. Hey, good to see you guys. Welcome to Wednesday night. We are glad to be back in the house. Uh, online family, welcome. We're glad you are with us. Uh, you know, I was kind of uh, back and forth with a couple of different things that that uh, thinking about, you know, you get... You get dialed in on the holidays, and I know, I know at least for me, I don't know about you all, but I'm 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 Christmas guy. I love Christmas. I'm all about it. I'm one of those last minute shoppers, you know. I used to. Now I haven't been yet to the mall, but I used to love to go to the mall and just watch people. You know, I did that. Uh, Tracy and I, we were out uh, a couple of days ago, and I dropped her off at Walmart. And I just pulled up in the parking lot and watched people. And I mean, it's winter time, you know, and some of the stuff that people had on, I'm like, hmm, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and anyway, uh, I, I like to be out and mixing it up and doing that. So, uh, But in saying that, uh, I have a tendency to, to lean that way uh, during this time of year. And, and as I was thinking about just the overall landscape of where we're at and then uh, in, in our uh, nation and, and then just some, some conversations that I've heard from some different people. I wanted to talk about a subject for, I don't know, uh, you know how I am on Wednesday nights. We have a tendency to kind of just be laid back and dig into things a little bit uh, deeper sometimes. And so in Luke 19, let's start with this. Uh, and I want to kind of set this up and then we'll kind of unpack things from there. Let's pray and get right into things. Father, we love you. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you lead us, help us, strengthen us, anoint us, encourage us. And so tonight, open the eyes of our heart. Stretch our faith tonight, God. Allow us to see clearer than ever before that we have an assignment for today in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, in Luke 19, there is a parable called the parable of the minas. That's basically money. And it talks about the master giving different people money and, and wanting them to do something with what he gave them. And, of course, now a parable, you understand, a parable is a natural story that shows us a spiritual reality. You with me? And so he give, he, he, he's giving out the, the, the money. Some uh, historians say that it was certain weights of silver that each one got. And uh, one got ten, one got five, etc. And and, uh, and then he makes this statement. He says, "Occupy till I return." Occupy. And here's what happens a lot of times. I don't know about you, but but especially like in Christmas time, man, we get busy with so many other things, and we have a tendency. Maybe this is just me, not you, but we have a tendency to let some of the things of God take a back seat. You ever done that? Yeah. And understand there is absolutely no condemnation with the things of God. God, that's not how God operates. You know, God's not mad at you. Even if you disobeyed him before you got out of the car in the parking lot, he's not mad at you. Matter of fact, he wasn't even surprised. He's God. But in saying that, I think we're living in a time in history that God needs us to be about the master's work. Occupy till I return. The word occupy, if you look at some of your more modern translations and paraphrases, uh, some say to do business. Others say exercise dominion. Here's one of my favorite descriptions of this word occupy. Run things. Now listen, if you, if you look at the history of our nation, the church was driving the bus when our nation was founded. The stuff that's written in most of our documents were preached on Sunday mornings before they wound up in those documents. And, and during this time, things, things over the years have shifted, and we've, we've come to this place where we're a, we're a gather on Sunday, rah, rah, get stirred up, and then we do our own thing. But the master said, occupy, the military uses the term a little bit different. They call it an occupied territory. They, they take a, a, a piece of land, they possess it, they, they exercise dominion over it, they run things. It's called occupied territory. See, what the, the original design for the church was that we are to occupy here. 
until the Lord comes back. And so as I'm kicking this thing around, these are the two phrases that stood out. Number one, occupy. We are to, until the Lord brings us home, we're to be about the master's work. And we shouldn't get frustrated when everything doesn't go right. You've read your Bible, right? The men and women of the Bible, they dealt with stuff on a regular basis. Things didn't go right. But the other part of that statement was this, till I return. See, guys, there is going to be a day when Jesus comes back. And this is the thing. See, uh, a, a, a lot of conversation has been going on about that particular part of, 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 the, of, of this statement and the Lord coming back. And so I felt like maybe we should talk about it a little bit. I don't want to really, I, I'm going to talk about the return of the Lord. But my emphasis is more in you understanding that us, us knowing that we're closer than ever before, we should be busy about the master's work, right? In uh, Luke chapter 12, Jesus once again talking to his disciples, and he makes that same statement again, occupy. In verse 37 of, of chapter 12, he says, blessed is the servant that the master finds watching. Say watching. You understand, you, you, you know, I'm hoping that one of the things this talk does for all of us tonight is this. Is that it kind of encourages and, and, and stirs us up that every day that we get up, we're excited that it could be the day that the Lord calls us home. Huh? In verse 43 of that same chapter, he says, blessed is the servant that's busy about the master's work when he returns. See, God wants us, he doesn't, and this is why by design, uh, I've heard people over the years that we're going to unpack some of this in, in great detail because I believe that God wants us to have clarity on this subject. I really believe that God wants you to be able to sit down uh, at your, in, in your living room or at Starbucks or wherever it might be and have an intelligent conversation about the return of the Lord, and it doesn't have to be all goofy and weird and hyper-spiritual. Huh? But in, in order for us to do those things, we have to have a little bit of an understanding about it, right? And I know there's a boatload of views out there, but then there's what the Bible teaches. You with me? And, and so blessed is the servant that the master finds busy when he comes back. I want you aware that he's coming back soon. Now, we don't know when. Uh, I, there was a, a minister that uh, years ago that... I mean, he was a huge, uh, mega church, uh, and he made this statement. Uh, he said that there is no way that the church will be here past 2010. Well, he missed that one, didn't he? <laughs> well, Jesus said, don't, don't pick dates, don't do that stuff, so don't do it. All right, nobody knows. We'll get into those things. But he does say this in that same chapter in Luke, in verse 56, he says this. Sometimes Jesus, you know, he takes, he takes the gloves off. He doesn't always sugarcoat it, you know. You hypocrites! That's what he said. You know how to interpret the signs of the weather in the sky, but you don't know how to interpret these times. Now, what was he talking about? He was letting them know they could tell the, the, the times and the weather patterns and things, but you couldn't recognize the, the, the first coming of the Lord. You couldn't, you couldn't see this time that I'm standing on the planet in front of you, I'm telling you I'm him, and you still don't believe me. I'm healing people. Huh? I'm doing, uh, you know, he said, if you don't believe me, at least believe the signs. He called them hypocrites. See, just like Jesus expected the people of that time to be able to recognize his first coming, guys, he absolutely expects the people of, the, of his second return that we should be able to recognize the time of it. Now, you're not going to know a day, you're not, none of that stuff. You all remember a few years, a few years, <laughs> a, a, a few uh, series ago, we did, we made that, uh, we quoted Peter where he said, a day with the Lord's a thousand years, and I gave you that time chart if we broke it down. We went all the way down to one hour. Well, if, if God waits another hour, Derek, that's 20 plus years for us, if he just waits another hour. And see, we get tore up, but you're born again, Right? If you're not born again, we'll help you with that before we get you out of here. If you're watching, we'll, we'll, we'll hook you up. But we have to understand something. You know, he said you'll be able to recognize things going on around you. Uh, I think more importantly than, than the signs going on around us, I think the Holy Spirit's not going to sneak up on us. 
I think my father loves me enough to say, hey, Gary, pay attention. Things are getting close here. Huh? Now, he's not going to tell us. Because if we knew when, we wouldn't do anything. Especially if you knew, if you knew it was tomorrow. <laughs> huh? I know, some of you, I know some of you think, no, no, no not tomorrow. I'm, I'm, I haven't got my new Christmas present yet. <laughs> Stop. Stop it, man. No. <clears throat> See, here's, this is one of the things that, one of the things that the disciples repeatedly, were, they were asking Jesus all the time, is about the kingdom and when he's going to restore the kingdom. And, and, and he was teaching about the kingdom constantly, but in Acts chapter 1, he basically tells them, he makes this statement in Acts chapter 1. He says, hey guys, timing is the Father's business. He said, the, you know, that, that, the, the, the restoration of those, those things, that's the Father's business. He says, but you, you're going to receive power. For what? To occupy to advance the kingdom, to tell people about it. We should know about the return of the Lord so we can tell people about it because there's a bunch of crazy stuff out there. There's a bunch of confused teachings. Now, never to disrespect someone, and I know that some of you have loved ones that you love dearly and you respect, and they've taught you different things, you know, like that you're going to go through the tribulation. That's not biblical. Now, I know you can take something out of the Bible and make it say whatever you want to say. And so until we leave here. We'll, we'll, we'll get into some of that in a minute. But my focus is while we're here, let's be a little bit more on purpose about why we're still here. You're not, quit trying to, how many of you have got sucked into the, you went down this rabbit hole? I get on my staff, man, they go down rabbit holes all the time looking for stuff. How many of you went down a rabbit hole trying to figure out a day? Huh? Oh, y'all haven't done that? Just me. Yeah, I'm like, man, let me see if I can figure out the, the generation, the timing. Stop that mess, man. You're not. You don't know. Actually, in Matthew chapter 24, Jesus said the day and the hour, no one knows, not even the angels. Only, say only, only the Father. But in verse, in verse 32 of Matthew 24, now, now Matthew 24, we won't, we're, we're not going to go into it tonight, but Matthew 24 is a unique chapter that has, it, it, it requires a whole lesson in and of itself. And we may, depending on how this thing unpacks, we, we may talk about Matthew 24 at some point because Jesus is teaching on the end time stuff, but you have to interpret it in, in the proper perspective. You with me? But in verse 36, he says, the day and hour nobody knows. He also says this, now learn the parable of the fig tree. In that same chapter, he says, when its branches have already become tender and puts forth its leaves, you know summer's near, right? I mean, but back in the day, you, you, you know, any farmer, anybody that raises gardens, you know certain seasons, right? <clears throat> well, he's letting us know that when you see some of these events unfolding, and a huge one is, is what is taking place with Israel right now. Uh, I, I mean, regardless of your views of, of our president, the things that he's done for Israel is, is, is biblical, and there are things unfolding, and if, if you just use that as a picture, I'm not, I'm not saying that's the case, but if you look at Israel as if that was the, the fig tree, huh? then we need to pay attention and be ready. So as we approach, and, and let me say it like this, because I, I believe the next event, and I know some of you in here have been taught different things that you may not believe in a, quote, rapture of the church. And that's okay. I do. If you want to stay, <clears throat> you can. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, it, it, listen, I'm telling you guys, over the years that I, I don't talk about it, this kind of stuff very often because people just lose their mind. But I've had people get so mad at me. I'm like, why would, I'm, I'm like, why would you want to go through it, man? Well, that's what the Bible, that is not what the Bible teaches, so I'm going to help you with some of that, Okay. But the next event on the calendar as far as with the things of God is the end of the church age, okay? Let, let me kind of remember, what, I made this statement a while ago. Y'all okay? <clears throat> I made this statement a while ago. A day, Peter says this and Moses says this, a day with the Lord is like a thousand years, a thousand years is like a day. Now, this is Gary's theory. Y'all know what a theory is, right? That ain't nothing but an opinion, <clears throat> But I was showing Paula this the other day because I, I asked Paula to, to do some research and pull up a timeline for me. 
Not that I'm looking at dates. I'm, I'm not. Nobody, I already told you. God said nobody going to know. All right? But I pulled this graph up. <clears throat> a day with the Lord is a thousand years. A thousand years is a day. And then you, so you go back to creation and you take the six-day theory. Okay? Stay with me. From Adam to Abraham, that's the first covenant, 2,000 years, two days. From Abraham to Jesus, 2,000 years, two more days. From Jesus to now, how many years has it been? Two more days. So, theory, okay? But I, I believe it has some merit because it's in the Bible twice. So, I know he was just giving us a perspective of heavenly things, but I believe there's an underlying picture here. On the sixth day, the Bible says that God rested and gave the authority of everything, the dominion to his man, Adam. Well, Paul calls Jesus the last Adam. So at the end of six days, the last Adam, Jesus rules on this planet for the seventh day. And God, just saying, you can think, you know, huh? we close. Huh? So as we approach the end of the church age, I believe we should definitely be more intentional about the master's work. Because what happens after the church leaves? Yeah, Jack, that's right. That's when things start to go south real quick. And I don't mean to Hilton Head. Huh? It's really when the judgment of God falls on the planet. And this is one of the areas where people get off in the church because they think the church is going through that, that judgment. No, we're born again. The only judgment that the church faces is the judgment seat of Christ. Let me show you 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. For we all must appear before... The, now, Paul is writing to Christians. He's writing to the New Testament church, and he says we all must appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. See, you got to understand something, guys. You're born again. You're going to heaven. But don't kid yourself. You will answer for what you do here. I, I know this stuff isn't what pre no, nobody want, we want our ears to be tickled. Give me a good, just give me a, a good encouragement. Give me a, 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 a give me a word. Just, you better, I'm giving you a word. You better understand, mama not going to be with you. Your spouse not going to be with you. You're going to stand in front of Jesus by yourself, and you're going to answer for those things that he's dealt with you about. Let's go a little bit further, 1 Corinthians, because the, Paul breaks it down in a little detail in, the first, in his first letter to the church. He says this in verse chapter 3. No other foundation can anyone lay that, that which has been laid, which is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the foundation. No other foundation, right? right? If anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, straw, each one's work becomes clear. For the day, what day? That day, when, when you stand in front of Jesus, for the day will declare it. Declare what? What you did while you were here. <laughs> I know. I knew when I brought this up, it would be real quiet up here. Huh? For the day will declare it because it will reveal by fire. <laughs> fire? Can't you just tell me, Lord? Fire. <laughs> Huh? See, the, now, now, not the fire of hell, you understand. This is, this is, you're, you're in heaven, but he's, he's revealing what you've done for the kingdom, for him, your assignment while you were here. And he says, and the fire will test each one's works to what sort it is. If anyone's work has been built on and it endures, he will receive reward. Say reward. Listen, I'm telling you, you've heard me say this stuff so many times. You're going to see people in heaven, and their, their level of reward is going to blow you away. And then when you ask them what they did, they tell you, well, I served in kids' church, or I was an usher. Hmm? What you do here, man. He says, if anyone's work which he has built on endures, he'll receive reward. 
If anyone's work is burned, he'll suffer loss, but he himself will be saved as through fire. See, you save. You want your works, you want the things of the kingdom to be gold, silver, precious stone. See, all those things fire refines. Wood, hay, and straw, you know what fire does to it? Up in smoke, baby. Gone. Yeah. So, see, I really believe that Moody was right when he made this statement. Everything we do this side of heaven prepares us for what will be there. Now, let's go back to the parable in Luke 19. You've been faithful over over what you've done with the ten. I'm going to make you ruler over ten cities. Now, I know that's a parable, but what do you think that's in there for? See, we're going to be on this planet for a thousand—you got to wrap your head around this, y'all— we're going to be on the planet for a thousand years. And who's going to, there won't be no question who's running things then. Uh, there won't be no elections. There won't be no party. One guy, King Jesus. And if you work for him, you may be in charge of 10 cities. Yeah, but I really didn't, I wasn't in charge of anything on the planet. I just served Jesus. Listen, he's not looking for a title. So when, we, when you come to these things, you know, I, I want you to stay open as we kind of kick things around a little bit tonight. And, and when I make statements like that and you, you, you realize that you're going to answer to Jesus, don't ever let the enemy manipulate your thinking. Never give place to the devil. Don't allow condemnation to come in. I know we're all, we would, we, we, are you ready for this? We can all do more. We can. We can, but... But we are where we are, and we're still working out our salvation, and we're all growing at different places from glory to glory. you with me? So don't let the enemy mess with you because you think you should have been somewhere you're not. You you are where you are. Now, if the Lord's dealing with you, then you know what it's time for? Repent. Guys, let me me help you with this. Repent doesn't mean to say I'm sorry. That's not what repent means. You ready for this? It means change. Change. And so as we continue to unpack this, stay open. Let the Holy Spirit help you with some stuff. And I know that there are a variety of different views. When it comes to talking about end-time events, I mean, I've heard so many different things. But when I was at Ramah, Reggie, your, your dad may have told me this when I was out there. He, there's this statement, and I, I, y'all have heard me say it hundreds of times. The new is in the old contained. And the old is in the new contained explained. And so when you, when you begin to look at any subject, it's, you're going to see types and pictures of it in the old, and you're going to have a clear explanation in the new of what it is. Jesus is from Genesis to Revelation, and the way of life and everything that pertains to that life is going to be pictured. You'll see types and shadows of it in the old. So that being said, you know, and, and let, me, let me take it a step further because Paul really kind of helps us. I think the Lord gave us this simple revelation. Uh, and I got this from Brother Hagin, that he, he, one of his teachings. He said this in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 32, Give no offense either to the Jew, to the Greek, or to the church. Now that word Greek, that's not a nation. That's, that's ungodly people. You with me? What the Lord wants us to see, and here's the thing, if you have this simple understanding concerning any interpretation of scriptural truth, there's the Jews, there's the lost, and there's the church. And what you have to understand that will bring you some clarity, always, who's talking? Who are they talking to? And what are they talking about? I mean, if you go back and follow Jesus now, his life, he is the firstborn. His body shows the church how we're supposed to function. But when you listen to his teachings, he he couldn't teach on the church. Derek, they're choking on the resurrection from the dead. He can't talk about we're going to be his body. They they already wanted to kill the dude. He couldn't teach on church stuff. You have to know who's talking Who are they talking to? What are they talking about? And when you take this approach to studying the scriptures, you will see glimpses of Jesus' return throughout the scriptures. You will see types and pictures of those things. But guys, really the major players 
when you go through Scripture, here, here they are. Daniel, the book of Revelation, Jesus in Matthew 24, and then this crazy dude in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul. And what I want to do tonight, just to kind of get this thing kind of going, is I want to I listen to Paul's revelation that he got. In Galatians chapter 1, he kind of gives us a little insight, and he says this. In chapter 1, verse 11, I make known to you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. Watch this. For I neither received it from a man, nor was I taught it. But it came through revelation of Jesus. And even though we're able to get glimpses of what the, you know, what's next on God's calendar, we can, we can have a, a, a slight perspective. We have, to, you know, we have to stay about what the master is wanting to do in our lives right now. We have to be about his work. We have to continue to occupy. And I believe maybe because we can see some of these things unfolding, maybe we get just a little bit more dialed in. Not out of some legalistic approach. But because you and I, everybody in this room, we've all got somebody we know that we're not sure where they are with the Lord, don't we? Every one of us. Now, that doesn't mean that you go beat them up with your Bible. No, you allow the Holy Spirit to give you opportunity to sow seed into their life. Are you with me? And, and so the next event, as I was saying earlier, for the, the, the next event for the church is our departure. Now, I want you to wrap your head around this. And I know there's a bunch of people that don't, don't accept it. And, and like I've said already, that's okay. Prove me wrong. Give me a call. We'll talk. Straighten me. If, if what I'm teaching, it doesn't line. But you, you, better bring, you better bring some word. Don't just come with somebody's commentary. Are you with me? We're going to bring the, bring the Bible, uh, and we'll look at it. Because the revelation from from the Lord to the Apostle Paul, man, it, it, it takes you a step further. You can't just read all of it together and try to tie. It doesn't all flow together. There's the Jew. You understand there are people, the Jews, there are Jews today, they still don't believe Jesus has come. Man, I'm telling you, every, all this started with that thing you sent me, Derek, about the, the wrath of God with the Galilean wedding. That's what got all this going. If you haven't seen it yet, you got to see it because that, it, it, it's a picture of us. And the revelation that God gave the Apostle Paul, man, it, it, will, it will blow your mind. And here's the thing. He wrote it to a local church, knowing that it would become part of the canon of Scripture for us today. So let me set this up a little bit, because the, 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 the Thessalonian church is, what, is who kind of got this stuff brought to reality on paper. Uh, and they were dealing with some stuff. Because, but let me set this up. At the time that Paul wrote Thessalonians, that, that church, or, or it, there's about 50 years have passed from the, the, the resurrection of Jesus until then. And Paul's been going all over the place preaching resurrection from the dead, preaching justification by faith. And I mean, people are all over the place, they want to kill him because it's, it's going against everything they've ever been taught because they refuse to accept the, this new revelation. But one of the things that, that was the, the Thessalonian people were, were struggling with is saints that had already went home. Now, let me set this up for you. <clears throat> you remember when Jesus rose from the dead? The Bible says that for the next, now you got to get this, he's, he's in his resurrected body, and the Bible says for the next 40 days, the next 40 days, he's, he's traveling around talking to people. It, it gets, it gets, he goes multidimensional, though. Because he'll just show up in a room, and then he'll just disappear. And then he'll just show up. I, I, really, I really believe, Reggie, I believe that they got used to seeing that stuff, man. I believe the, I believe the disciples like, oh, he'll be back in a minute. <laughs> or he'll see you over there on the, on the, other, on, on the other side of town tomorrow. They got, they, they got, you got 40 days of this stuff. And they got used to seeing him do those things. But then Acts chapter 1, men of Gallup, verse 11, something different happens this time. He doesn't just disappear in front of them. He goes up into the clouds. Say type. Yeah, I know. Men of Galilee, listen. Now, now, now Jesus, if you could just 
close your eyes for a minute and be, be there. Jesus is talking, and then all of a sudden, he didn't disappear. He's just, I mean, they're like, dang. And he's going up, and while he's going up, then all of a sudden an angel shows up. Men of Galilee, why do you stand here gazing into heaven? This same Jesus, say same Jesus. This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as we saw him. Huh? This is different. This is a picture of what is going to happen. The, the first body went up into the clouds. Guess what the, the rest of the body is going to do? Now, here's the thing. This would be Jesus' last disappearing act on the planet in his human body. But many of them, they were still thinking, okay, you know, we're going to see this again. He'll be back. He'll be, Cody, I know. He, hang on. He'll be back pretty soon. But then days turn into weeks. Weeks turn into months, months turn into years, and no sign of Jesus. And then saints begin to pass away. Huh? And the Lord still hadn't come back. And different things start to go and get stirred and different teachings are traveling around. And you got to keep something in mind. They didn't really have a point of reference with this. God gave Paul this revelation. I'm going to show you something in just a second. They didn't, have a, they didn't have a Bible to reference. They couldn't go back and look something up. You understand? They, they're still choking on resurrection from the dead. They, they really are. They're, they, I mean, they're, they're justify, justification by faith. I get it. By grace, I've been saved through faith. But, but I mean, over, overall, they're still trying to grasp the realities of resurrection from the dead. It's a brand new teaching. You understand? And so Jesus... You got to get this. Remember, he, he was just walking the planet just a few years ago. Now he's in heaven. And Jesus calls Paul to heaven. L listen carefully. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. I was caught up. This is Paul writing. Verse 2. I was caught up to the third heaven 14 years ago. What? Third heaven? Hold up. That means there's a first and second somewhere. Could be a fourth but Paul went to the third one. Now, later on, you'll see he calls it paradise. He says, I was caught up to the third heaven 14 years ago. Watch this. Whether I was in my body or out of my body, I don't know. Only God knows. I want you to see how real this was to Paul. He said, listen, guys, I don't even know. He said, I was in heaven whether I was in my body or not. I don't, I don't know. It, I, I, he, he, well, let me paraphrase it. Dude, I was as freaked out as y'all would have been. Yes, only God knows whether I was actually in my body or outside my body. But I do know that I was caught up, say caught up, to paradise. And I heard things so astounding that they can't be expressed by words. You know why? You know why God only lets us see glimpses? Because if we saw too much, we would not stay here. We, would, we wouldn't. We wouldn't want to stay Peter, in his second letter that he was writing to the church, he actually makes this statement. He says that, I acknowledge that Paul's revelation contains some things hard to understand. That was Peter talking. See, they, they hadn't heard Paul's revelation yet since he had just received it from the Lord. Nobody had. God called him to heaven, and he taught, them, he taught Jesus or Paul this stuff. And so the Holy Spirit is going to use this Thessalonian church with some issues that they're struggling with because some saints have already went to the other side, as well as saints that will still be here on the planet. They're struggling with it. Did we miss it? Has, has it already happened? Because what about our saints? Are they okay? Did, it, it, uh, huh? Because you understand, it, a lot of them are still being taught Old Testament stuff. And so Paul... He tries to, to bring some perspective led by the Holy Spirit. So as we get into this, you got to remember this, guys. Our job, as we, we start seeing a little, bit, <clears throat> a little bit clearer, that we, you know, and, and here's the thing. Even if it, 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 it's, it's not in the next however many years, be about the master's work. But what, I, what I've discovered over time is this. When we can sit down and have these kind of talks, when you can have, not, not just a, me giving you a lecture about this stuff, <clears throat> but y'all get in your word and you sit down and unpack it. 
you will get excited. This is one of the things that Paul tells the Thessalonian church. He tells them, guys, encourage one another with these things. You, you, but you got to know about them to encourage people about it. Huh? To, to give people some peace of mind that you're, because if, if you read, holy cow, <clears throat> we might get into the book of Revelation through some of this. But if you read, Cody, if you read the book of Revelation, it will freak you out. And, and, and if you think you're going through that, how are you going to encourage somebody? There, 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 there is no encouragement in facing the Antichrist and facing one of them trumpets of the, of the wrath of God. No, no. Listen to Paul. Paul actually, his first little glimpse of this when he got this revelation, he, he, he drops a little, little nugget of knowledge at the Corinthian church. Listen to this, chapter 15. Let me, this is verse 51. Let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. We will not all die. But we will all be transformed. And it will happen in a moment. In the blink of an eye, when the last trumpet is blown, let me stop right here because this is where so many people get off balance. Because you assume, <clears throat> and I'm telling you people that love Jesus and have, have, have taught this for years, you cannot assume that this last trumpet is one of the trumpets of the, of the seals that are that are the, in the, in, or the book of Revelation, judgments that are being blown. God has used trumpets throughout the existence of the kingdom of heaven. You cannot assume that's, that that's not one of these trumpets. Why would Paul be talking about this last trumpet when, when uh, the church is still on the planet right now saying, guys, we, we, can, I, can I come for you? Because if, you, if, you, if the last one, then there's, go read the seven trumpets and tell me what kind of comfort you're going to get in that. Huh? No. He says, when the last trumpet is blown, it's not one of the trumpets of judgment. Huh? The Bible says that the Lord will call us up into the clouds with the voice of a trumpet. Go read it. For when the trumpet sounds, those who have died, they will be raised to life. Now, let, let, let's stop for a second because it's not like those who have died don't exist. You know, we all have saints and loved ones that live in heaven my mom lives in heaven. She's been there since 2000. And, you know, the thing that I've had people ask me from time to time, well, well what will we be like there? Oh, here's a, y'all ready, ready for this revelation? You are you. <laughs> you are you. Not your body, you. Huh? Your mannerisms, your nature, your character, your style, your personality, you're you. Now, you, now when you get to heaven, you're you without your junk. Huh? <clears throat> yeah, I got some good hair, Stephen. That's right. But don't kid yourself. Go read Luke 16, and you'll see that picture where the rich man and Lazarus, and they're seeing stuff on the other side, and they're describing it in detail. They recognize one another, and their bodies are in a hole in the ground. But Paul is saying when that trumpet sounds, when this, when this thing happens, I, I mean, it, it, it's going to be in the blink of an eye, but, I mean, it's going to be such a, mo a molecular thing that's going to, and, and I don't know, I, I try to visualize it, and I know people in movies have done goofy stuff. I, I don't know, because Jesus, over, he, he defied the molecular structure of this three-dimensional world. So I don't actually believe that graves have to bust open, because Jesus just went through a wall and showed up in his body. Not, not a ghost of Jesus. Not the Christmas past Jesus. No, in, in his body, he showed up, boom, through a, through a solid wall. So I don't believe that all this, I don't, I don't believe that. I believe that the way we are, because I had teenagers say, but what about, I remember years ago, and I've used this illustration, but what about if somebody got ate by a shark and pooped all over the bottom of the ocean floor? That's teenager, you know. Well, all of your molecular structure, wherever it is, is still here. And your, your DNA, you, you, there is not another one like you. So I don't care where you're at. It's like that, one of those latest Iron Man movies. And he's got this little device and parts of his Iron Man suit come from all over the city. Here I am, Jesus. Hey. In the blink of an eye, that's what's going to happen. All of a sudden, you're going to be reconnected with your body. And then just like that, we're going to leave the planet. Pretty cool, right? 
I know, I know. Listen, the Avengers, they ain't got nothing on us. We're just in our developmental stage. Let's go on to this, this, this revelation that God gave Paul. Let's look at Thessalonians, and I'm going to get you guys out of here with this, and we'll, we'll dig back into it a little bit more. 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 13. And now, dear brothers and sisters, we want you to know what will happen to believers. We want you to know what will happen to the believers who have died. So that, watch this. So that you will not grieve like people who have no hope. You, who are those people? Guys, I'm telling you, I've, 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 I've stood in, in funeral homes and I've done services for people and, 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 and you know they have no hope. And you can see the, the misery and sorrow. But then I've done going home parties for saints. And boy, you have a different feeling about it. You have a different knowing about it. Paul says, brothers and sisters, we want you to know what will happen to the believers who have already moved to heaven. For since we believe that Jesus died, verse 14, and was raised to life again, we also believe that when Jesus returns, God will bring back with him the believers who died. Watch this. We tell you this directly from the Lord. We who are still living when the Lord returns, watch this, when the Lord returns, we'll not meet him ahead of those who have died. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the what? Trumpet call of God. Now this is the revelation that Paul got from Jesus. First, the believers who have died will rise from their graves. I mean, this sounds like a science fiction movie, doesn't it? Then... Together, say together, with them. Who's the them? The ones, that just, the ones that just got out of the grave and reconnected with their bodies. Together with them, we who are still alive and remain on the earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Now, this is not, listen guys, this is not the return of the Messiah. This is the departure of the church to our king where the marriage supper of the lamb will unfold and we will go before the judgment seat of Christ. And all while that's taking place, the tribulation, the wrath of God will be unfolding on this planet. But we, and so he makes this statement. He says, then we will be with the Lord forever. So encourage each other with these words. See, I know that there are different views about this subject. I've had people get, you know, like I said, I, I remember one very distinct conversation with a gentleman. He was so mad. We couldn't even, I mean, he, he, I'm like, we, we got to stop this, man. You, you're about to lose your salvation. We got to quit. He was mad because he's convinced. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Why, why, why don't you study this from a different perspective? And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be as sincere as I can, you know, and I'm asking him, he said, well, it's the will of God. Well, okay, but not for the church. So if you have people, maybe you're one of them, maybe you're listening to me today, and you, you're like, nope, nope, nope. If you're really struggling, call the office. Come talk to me. I'll help you see some of this. Because it, remember what we said earlier? Because when you go through the scriptures, huh? I, can only, I, I could pull any of them out. I, I could teach tribulation, and I could, I, I could pull enough Scripture out to teach it, but I can't support it completely. Huh? I can't. Remember what I said earlier? The new is in the old contained. The old is in the new explained. The only one I can support completely with, with that principle is the rapture of the church. Huh? So that means that there has to be types of the rapture throughout the Bible. If the tribulation part was true, the great tribulation, matter of fact, Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 24, there will be great tribulation such as has not been since the beginning of the world. So there is no type of tribulation because Jesus just said there hadn't been one since the beginning of the world. Huh? Nor 
ever shall be. So what am I saying? If you're going to preach tribulation and you're going through it, you've got to see some types of it in the Old Testament. You've got to see some pictures of it in the New Testament. No great tribulation. Man, I've I'm, I'm, got to hurry. But if you, if you just look at some of the Old Testament types, one of the first ones that comes into mind for me is Noah and his family. Destruction is getting ready to come on the planet. And the ark is, is, is the type that God is going to take us out of here in. And the Bible says that the people were doing, you know, as a matter of fact, Jesus said that it will be like it was in the days of Noah when this all unfolds. They were all doing their own thing, blah, blah, blah. Nobody cared about it. Nobody was listening. Nobody was listening to Moses. And the Bible says that when God shut the door of the ark, Moses and his crew didn't shut it. Huh? They're about the master's work. I mean, they, Noah, this guy, his faith is so incredible. I, I, what was it? Was it 100 years, Jack? That's how long it took him to build this thing. Right? I mean, well, Cody, there wasn't a lumber yard. He couldn't go to Lowe's to get another load, you know. And so they're all, people are, you know, they're, they're, they're mocking him, just like it is today when we're telling people the Lord's getting ready to come back. They never heard of rain. They never heard of a flood. But Noah is, is one of the early pictures of a type of this. And the Bible says that God shut the door of the ark, and he delivered them up above the destruction. Huh? Amen. Another picture is Lot's family with Sodom and Gomorrah. God spared, he brought them out before the destruction came. One of the coolest pictures of a rapture type is the man Enoch. The Bible says that Enoch walked with God and then he wasn't because God took him. And this dude lands in the hall of fame of faith. So it wasn't just God's will that he did it. He's in the hall of fame of faith. They said by his faith, God took him. He got so close to God, he said, God, can I stay? And he said, all right. I mean, that's my paraphrase, you understand? But then you see Jesus in the book of Acts chapter 1. He went up. Still no types of great tribulation nowhere. Not, not one. The people of God. Now, now were, there, were there judgments in the Old Testament? Absolutely. Yeah. One of the coolest ones is John's revelation of this in the book of Revelation. When you're following, when you, when you begin to unpack the book of Revelation, the first couple of chapters, God goes into detail about specifics in churches. He's breaking down some truths and things about churches. But in chapter 4 of the book of Revelation, the first thing you see is that Jesus calls John. He says, come up here. And I'll, I'll show you things that were, things that are, and things to come. And from chapter 4 to the rest of the book of Revelation, the church is not mentioned again. Not one more time. And so this is why I want you to understand with, with, with all sincerity that we will not be here. So the next event in the history of God's people, it is the departure for us to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. But until then, until then, Jesus is very clear that we are to occupy till he comes back. And, when we, and if we know this, if we know that things are close, man, we need to be about it. Now, I'm not, now, once again, I'm not telling you to be, you know, hammering somebody with your religious stuff. But share. Tell people, take people to these scriptures. Say, man, let me show you something. Look, 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 look what's getting ready to happen here. Maybe we should talk about the book of Revelation some so y'all can have some clarity on what, just how bad that's going to look. We're not going through that, you all. Now, there will be people that you and I know that will go through it. There will be people that you and I have shared things and told them what's going to happen, and they've rejected it. Just like Noah's people did. They mocked. They made fun of. They did their own thing. Oh, that's not going to happen. That's not real. You've lost your mind. Blah, blah, blah. And then the door was shut. Hmm? I believe two things will happen on the day of this event. Now, number one, you all, know, you, all, you all know how mainstream media is. Most of the world, they won't even know it happened. They'll spin it in some way that another virus got them. Yeah, aliens. <laughs> no telling at that point. But there's going to be another group of people 
that we talked to enough about this that they're going to realize, oh, crap. Now, now listen, it, yeah, it was real. But because of what you and I did, because of people sowing into their lives, they will be those that will have to go through it, and they'll probably be martyred for their faith. But they'll be part of the family of God. And so we got to tell people, you all, we got to tell them. Is this okay? We have to occupy. I, I believe now more than any, any other time, it's, 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 it's time for the church to, to get bold about who we are. And not bold in some aggressive, offensive, in-your-face kind of way, but anointed with the Holy Spirit and full of love, sharing and tell people, man, Jesus is about to come back. You understand that? I don't want, tell your friends, I don't want you to wake up tomorrow and you go to call me and I don't answer. Because I'm not here. I want you to go with me. But in order for, the, in order for you to have those kind of conversations, you got to know, you got to know a little bit about this. Amen? Y'all okay with this? All right, let's pray. Father, we love you. Lord, if there's anybody listening to me tonight, if you're in the room or you're watching, listening to a podcast later, and you feel that pull on your heart. We want to give you an opportunity tonight to give your life to Jesus. Say this prayer with us. Everybody, let's help them. Lord Jesus, come into my life and make me new. And from this day forward, Jesus is my Lord. Heaven is my home. And I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you said the prayer, let somebody know. Uh, also, if you brought your uh, giving tonight, uh, I know many of you you, uh, you, you, you are giving online right now, but uh, if you did, there's give boxes throughout the lobby. We certainly do appreciate it. I know the hand of God is on you all with your, with your giving. God is continuing to bless you. He's continuing to bless us. I know some of you use our church center app, so take advantage of that. Uh, also, remember this, guys. Uh, you all know, like I said, I, I love Christmas, so don't forget this Sunday. And I know some of you think, well, that's corny. Well, I'm corny sometimes. But this Sunday is ugly sweater, ugly Christmas sweater Sunday. So listen, come on, bring it. You know, I want, I want to see some of that ugliness. I, I know I've, I, I got an ugly, ugly one. I, I didn't know what it looked like, but my staff showed me. This is it. My wife picked it out for me. Uh, but yeah, come Sunday, bring, bring a little joy. We're starting a brand new talk called Celebrate Him. We're going to talk about, uh, you know, why Jesus came, all that Christmas stuff, but we're going to talk about it right in the middle of, of uncertainty and everything going on. I think that, you know, what, you know what the world needs to see in us right now? Stability. Peace of God that passes understanding. Joy of the Lord, that's our strength. Huh? That's, what, that's what they need. So let's, let's, let's start it off this week. Let's, let's have a big Christmas year. Amen? Don't let stuff get you tore up, right? God bless you all. We love you. We'll see you Sunday. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to click on the subscribe button. For more information on Victory Life Church, check us out at victorylifeky.com. Thank you so much for listening.